Welcome one, welcome all to episode 7 of The Maddie B Show. Today we have two special guests, one returning and one brand new. Together we will be looking at the Australian Summer of Cricket, our domination during the Test Series and the prospect of knocking off India at home. Let's get into it. Alrighty lads, we are here today, I'm joined by two very good mates of mine, I'm joined by Casey, you guys met him before, he was on our 2019 in review music episode, that's gone fairly well, I'd like uh, your thoughts on looking back at it. Yeah, I mean it was quite a fun episode to record, it was a good time being on there, and uh, yeah, some good times we had on the show, I think uh, the predictions were pretty spot on, I still stick by them. And anyways, our other guest today. Our other guest, yes. A new guest on the Maddie B Show. Number three uh, in terms of our number of guests. And that is Mason. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you for having me. Yes. Well, this one has been a long time coming in terms of uh, organizing it and whatnot. Casey's been trying to get this cricket episode going for a while. He's been in the back channels messaging me, hey, hey, let's get a, let's get a cricket episode going <laughs> with Mason. And I'm like, oh yeah, 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 we'll get it going, we'll get it going. And then here we are today with that episode. So what we're gonna do, we are pretty much just going to go through the entire summer of cricket and review it. What are our thoughts? Interesting things to see, uh, little tidbits that people might have missed. And we'll go from the beginning uh, with the Pakistan Test Series, then we'll go into the New Zealand Test Series, then we'll have a little bit of a deep dive into what the hell we are doing in India in January, uh, and then wrap it up with a look at the BBL so far. And then, of course, at the end, uh, our brand new segment, not brand new anymore, second week that this segment has been run, our Q&A segment, um, called What Matters, not a great name. Please, once again, send in some suggestions, but that was the only one we've got so far. So let's jump right into the Pakistan series. Boys, what, what, are, our, what are our thoughts? Guys, did you... <laughs> <laughs> Guys, did you know Naseem Shah is 16? Oh my God. Did you know? Are you kidding me? Young Pakistan speedster comes over. Oh, That's... Where, where, do they, where do they get him from, eh? I don't know, man. Do they just <laughs> do they just scour high schools and pluck these bloody these young phenomenons? Every, I swear, every single time it's like, oh, yeah, he's the new Mitchell Stark, it's the new Mitchell John. Shut up. Man. And then they and then they slowly fade away because he's definitely he's already thirty five. He's past his prime. He's, yeah, exactly. He doesn't have a birth certificate. He doesn't exist. Um, yeah, I think the birth certificate definitely got lost back in oh, yeah. Pakistan somewhere. Yeah. There's um, some hospital who's like, wait. I swear I put that there. I've seen a lot of, you know, we've seen a lot of 16-year-olds that are quite big in size, but he is just... He's, he's large. Like, he's he like is. nearly two metres tall. He's I mean, he's built massively as well, which is something you don't really see in so, a so, so what's 16 years back from 2019? 2003. Yeah. You, no. 2003. No. That's... I can't even see any of our mates ever playing, you know, like cricket like that. Surely, as a 16-year-old, you just don't have the body... 
Or like the muscle mass and the body structure to bowl, what was he buying? Like 145. Oh man, that's when you get rid of the birth certificate, you know, you say you lost it in a fire. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was uh, pure domination from our Aussies. That, is the, most that part. is the two words I have down here, pure domination. We yeah. batted twice. We batted twice in Please. an eight innings series. What do you mean? Like, we, we, were, we should have batted twice as many times as we did, but we didn't have to. Uh, we scored 500 runs in each innings. Oh, that's just... As soon as you score 400 plus, you win. Exactly. Um, and then, let alone the fact that the team scored 500 runs, David Warner scored like 400 and I think it was 89 runs across the two games. Obviously had that massive 3-3-5 and um, 130-odd, but one, one batsman... Shouldn't be doing that to an entire bowling attack. That's ridiculous. It's it's criminal. It's nearly criminal. Look, I would have rather he did you know a hundred three times in in England rather than three hundred. Oh, oh, so, oh that, that, that doesn't exist. We're not here to. He's tripled his runs in England in one innings against Pakistan. Yeah. Yes. And everyone's calling him you know back to his best, but have we really seen the best from outside of the country ever? Yeah. It's. What were you in test cricket. In yes, test in cricket. test cricket, I was going to say. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it later. He bats well in the ODIs, but he, he isn't uh, well-known, I'd say, for his but then, batting outside of Australia. Then um, you look at all the Pakistan batsmen, and then you see a shark comes in out of nowhere. Oh, I know. Sure. That's Everyone crazy. And scores, and scores 100. I almost, I almost forgot about that as well, just because it was so we were so dominating that you forget that he scored 100. I swear, he shouldn't have, but he did. One of Shane Ward's many bum boys might be out as well, along with <laughs> Meredith and who is the other one, Josh Philippi. Uh, uh, it's a long, there's a never-ending list. He's got the, the, the SK Warn clan growing. Now, I want to talk about uh, Marnus Lasagna here as well. Mm, he, loose plus change. Yes, he scored, uh, he was our second highest run scorer, 350 runs across the two-game, two-inning series. Uh, scored 150 each time. It was 185 um, and 162. We knew he batted well in England because he'd been playing county cricket there for, I don't know, he'd been playing there for over a year now, just getting used to those English conditions. We weren't quite sure how he was um, going to play when he got back here. But, you know, at the Gabba, we said, okay, he plays for Queensland, we'll, we'll give him that one. But then he goes and smacks 162 in a day-night test as well at the um, at the Adelaide Oval. It's impressive, right? It's brilliant. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. He deserved it. He's going to be our number three for the next. However, I think Kawaja's lost his spot. Yeah, Ka- Kawaja. Labashain is Kawaja's in there. Kawaja's test is over. Labashain's in there till further notice. Absolutely. Look, I think we like to bite our words though. A year ago, I remember when you know Smith and Warner were banned, and we were all you know, oh, who's this Labashain guy? Over just thirty and oh in yeah, cricket. and we we're all you know, what is he doing to the team? And, you know, we never give these young guys a to chance. To be fair. He still is an average Sheffield Shield cricketer. Yeah, he, he just excels in the <laughs> Test arena. I don't understand. We take it. We take it any day of the week. Yeah, absolutely, that's for sure. <laughs> it, it's um quite interesting. Uh, I think another thing that we saw during this Pakistan Test series was that Mitch Stark proved himself to be the best day-night Test bowler in the world. I, I don't think he's the best overall Test bowler in the world. I think that could go to someone like obviously Pat Cummins or um, Neil Wagner uh, or even one of the English boys, but. Mitchell Stark, when the lights go down, that ball's swinging, he's the best day and night bowler in the world. Oh, 100%, by, by a fair margin. I mean, you look at the stats, you know, he's got something like 35-odd wickets 
you know, in like a few day night tests. It's exactly. pretty ridiculous. And, you know, he changed his action um, twice actually during the series. They said he changed it once before the series started, which was noticeable. He sort of brought his arm up to his shoulder. But then as the series progressed, he sort of brought it up less and less and he seemed to do better and better. So, you know, whatever works for I him. think whenever he wrote the um, fuck it, just bowl fast on his wrist, it worked. I mean, what else are you supposed to do as a fast bowler? Look, I'm, I'm going to go against you guys. I'm going to say Trent Bolt is better. Really? Trent Bolt is better. And Did you see that delivery to get... Matthew Wade? Oh, man. Oh, but, oh, you mean Sally. Tim Sally. Tim Sally, do I? Yeah, they all look the same. They all look yeah, the same, man. Uh, to be fair, they I, all confuse, look the same. I confuse those two as well. They're the same person as far as I'm I mean, I'd, honestly, I'd take either. Yeah. Trent Bolt or Tim Sally. They've um, both got years of experience. They both know how to handle the pink ball. Even though, even though pace is down for them? Um, yeah, I think what they lack in pace, they make for um, make up for in movement. They seem mm-hmm. to get a bit more seen than the Aussie bowlers do. Yeah, that's that's fairly killy thing. As far as I'm concerned, uh, New Zealand conditions are similar to English conditions in yeah. a way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sort of a cross between ours and yeah. England's. Mm. So they they do seem to get a bit more movement off the pink ball rather than just the natural swing it has during the lights. So I I would still pick Mitchell Stark, but I would have. I would have, say, Tim Sally in my team as All well. Right. That's beautiful. So, we, we said um, Yassir Shah scored 100 with the bat. Right, boys? I think he did it with the ball once as well. No, no hey, I, he did it with, uh, with the ball more than once. I'm getting there. <laughs> he uh, went for 200 both innings, uh, both times he, he bowled uh, to us. So, he went for 400 runs the series. That's That hurts. That hurts the economy. Look, the, this is not great. Yeah, it does. I mean, look, there's only a few spin bowls that really come to Australia and had success. I mean, Outside of Australian yeah. bowls. He, he bowled tons of overs and I'll give him that, but you can't go for 200 runs in one innings. Yeah, that's a bit... There's a yeah. two in a row. Yeah, that's, that's a joke. That is, that is a joke. It's, yeah. it's pretty, pretty appalling. But then again, who else do you turn to you when, when you've got a 16-year-old speedster who's injured and your other pace attack is still young... Uh, the, the only other bowler I remember from their team is the guy that looks like he's got a square head. He's yeah. like jaw, his jawline is like. Isn't uh, Shaheen Afridi? Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. He was the other. He was. He was the sixteen-year-old gun before. He was, yeah, before he's, the he's nineteen now, isn't he? He's probably twenty-seven and has three kids. And then you, had Muhammad, Muhammad, you had Muhammad Abbas who didn't even play the first test when everyone was saying, "Well, why is he not playing?" You know, yeah. he Apparently, like, he was meant to be the uh, the be-all end-all destroyer of the Australians. Oh yeah, and watch out! He, he comes in, and plays Adelaide, and gets smacked. That's what happens to every bowler. Like everyone brings in a new bowler, and they're expected to be the person that knocks off the Aussies at home. It never happens. Good yeah. luck. Good luck with that, mate. Yeah, exactly. Good luck. Especially at the Gabba. There's no I chance, know. mate. No chance. No. In India, if you're listening. Yeah, that's uh, that's yeah, pretty much. Uh, Place at the Gabba, you won't. You're scared. Exactly. Freaking pussies. <laughs> <laughs> what? I didn't say anything. Uh, and the only other thing I wanted to bring up with this Pakistan series, two tests is weird. It is weird. I mean, it doesn't. If you think about it, it unless there's a draw, um, you can have someone win, and you know, then, then there's a winner. But I, I always feel like at least three, like an odd number of tests. Yeah, well, an odd number of win. tests. I would say so, but I would like to see something similar to this fashion moving forward. Yeah, so the summer of Australian cricket, maybe a three a three game series against a less developed nation. Say the West Indies, yeah. Bangladesh, I think Afghanistan. Be great the West Indies. They're playing really good cricket at the moment as they well. They are. The we'll, we might get to that. Anyway, uh, so maybe like a three or two game series against the West Indies, Zimbabwe. Well, they don't really tour anymore. Hmm. Afghanistan, whatever. And then I still want a five match series against one nation. Yeah, that's someone like India. Yeah, yeah. A big, uh, a big. I mean, the only 
issue that I kind of had with this does so I understand why they split it because could you imagine like it as as good as it is it'd get pretty crap just beating up Pakistan for five tests oh 100% it would get so boring like we'd probably turn off you know the, I think probably the third test we would have not even watched it because we just know the results you just would have, yeah, you just yeah. known um, that's actually a good point hmm. so I, I understand in that sense but like three games against the Kiwis is weird I feel, I feel like they probably deserve a five test yeah I mean they've sort of looked better and better as the, the, the series went yeah. on I'd say Wagner I mean, Wagner was definitely the standout Hmm. I think he was best in all the bowls, all the bowls from both teams. He was just he's he came in all day. He, yeah, all he just night. kept charging in. He Did ran he? around in the field, bowled you know consistent pace, bowled bounces, looked at the batsmen, scared the shit out of them, got Smith out a handful of times. You know, did you did up. you did you guys see? Um, they had the you know the end of year wickets. So um, Paddy Cummins had fifty two. Mitch Stark was second with like forty seven, um, and then Wagner was there and he had forty two wickets for the year. But what was interesting was that. Uh, Mitch Stark and Paddy Cummins have both played 20 tests throughout the year or whatever. But um, Wagner had five less wickets than Stark, who was in second, and he had only played 11, which is ridiculous. I mean, that's credit to him. I mean, his fitness must be off the charts. Uh, he, he's just a I've tank. never seen a more fit cricketer, I reckon. You know, you look at him at the end of like a day five, on the end of day five, and he's just, you know, he's smiling, he's happy, he doesn't look tired at all. Actually, that's another point. There was never a down to the wire fit day finish. No, we, I we, think we throughout the whole home summer we we wrapped them in four days. Yeah, day four every time. But I still don't think that's a valid point or a valid argument for oh, four days. Oh no, 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 not at all. I'm just adding on to the yes. uh, the dominance that we just four, played. Four day test. It's all right. Let's just play a T20 then. Blasphemy. <laughs> it, it it is no. When you have a good cricket pitch and you have a two good cricket teams, a game should always go five days. Or you know, how many times has a game gone down to the wire? On, on the fifth day, like you got ten men, ten men around the bat mm. trying to save a test match. I remember even in junior cricket when I was playing on a sixteen. Last day, it wasn't even it wasn't even intense. You just had all the field. One catch and cover. You know, one mid wicket. You had that. That is in. true. Everyone was just crowding. And the, the coach is yelling at you and saying, "What the fuck are you doing, mate? Like you're gonna get, you're gonna hit someone." He's like, "No, don't worry, about it. I know what I'm doing." Uh, and then you don't get a wicket, and you go uh, and you, you get pretty sad. So that's all right. <laughs> so let's let's deep dive into this um this New Zealand three test series we had um, unlike the Pakistanis the Kiwis managed to bat every time they were allowed to which is good and they uh, made us bat every time that we were supposed to as well so you know credit to them for actually playing the game well, they got, they got it's, an it's an it is uh, Manus big big series scored his uh, first double ton and also brought up a thousand test runs during this series um Travis Head scored 100, finally, uh, and also got to 1,000 runs in this test series as well. So it's taken him a little while, but he got there. Yeah, I mean, good on him. Was it, was it at home as well? Was it Adelaide? I'm pretty sure the 100 was. No, MCG. No, was, was, was that yeah. the MCG? Yeah. MCG, I mean, what a good place to score. Boxing at 100. That, yeah, you know? that's probably it's the probably, best place. If, if, you don't, if you're not scoring a, uh, your first 100 or your, you know, whatever 100 at your, at at your home ground, yeah. the Boxing Day test is probably the second best place, I reckon, to do it if you're in Australia. Yeah, that's for sure. Um... Stark, nine in the first test, uh, just bullied Jeet Raval the entire series. Oh, he, Jeet Raval, looked, he looked like an out-of-form fourth-grade cricketer. Absolutely. He, was, he, he, he looked like he should be there. He looked like he was scared of Mitchell Stark. Oh, that's anyway, sure. I, and I remember Mitchell Stark sledged him and he said, oh, mate, you know, this line's your last ball, it's over your career. And, and, and then, then he gets about next ball. Next ball. And, and then the next test he gets dropped. 
Like that's just perfect. perfect. Exactly. The only reason he has to come back for the third test is because oh, he, he came. He came back in the third yeah. test with a little bit more spine. I thought. Yeah, he, he was actually but not bad. Still, he. I think there's better fish in the New Zealand. That's a thing, that's sea. a thing, isn't there? Like batsman wise. I mean, if you think about New Zealand, yeah, they're only like you know. Twentieth or like a tenth of our population. Oh, absolutely. And they're, oh, they're, num- they're number two in the test te- in the test rankings. No, I, should they be though? We beat them convincingly. I, th- I think we, I personally, definitely overestimated them when I first heard we were oh, going to play New say. Zealand at home. I was like, oh, yeah, me too. I thought this was going to be a close could be, series, it could be a good series. But we were quite. I think everyone in the Australian public. Was uh, quite yeah, every, the media, everyone was like, oh, the Kiwis, the second best team in the world. They've just come off a series against England, which was really, really good. Can they knock them off? Uh, knock us off at home? And well, no. no. <laughs> as soon as as soon as Lockie Ferguson got injured in the first test in Perth, yeah. I was like, yeah, all right. What was um, interesting? Uh, Mitchell Stantner one wicket across the entire series. He bowled. I don't know. Over. over Right. You, t- you talk about Yasser Shah being bad. Mitchell Sanders. Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah. oh, no, he, he makes Yasser Shah look like a 10 in Australia. That's <laughs> he, one wicket across. Hey, all right, put some respect on Mitch Sanders, right? He oh, has oh. a test 100. He does. He has well, a maybe test Maybe he should 100. be in the side for his batting and not his spin bowling. Oh, it actually pains me to watch him bowl. Yeah, I mean, uh, you can develop an action if you're, not, if you're not a natural bowler, which some people are lucky enough to be. Like, if you're not a natural, you know, even an athlete. He's just not an athlete. Yeah, he's not an athlete. Just a white And you can guy. tell, like, he's put a lot of hours into perfecting his action, but it's still not even that good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I think what shows that the most, Josh Hazelwood bowled eight balls the entire series, one wicket. <laughs> Stantner, <laughs> one wicket, bowled over 300 balls, I'm pretty sure it was. It's just not great. Oh, yeah, that's, that's rough. You can't have that from you. Yeah, I think that he was the salt, like the main spinner. The, yeah, coming over. Yeah, yeah. He oh, was, did he, you guys know Will Somerville played for New South Wales? Oh, I swear. It's his home ground. Oh my god. <laughs> He's on the honours board, guys. <laughs> yeah, they got beat so bad they had to pull in an Aussie. That's, uh, that's really sad. Yeah. And he I couldn't mean, even do it. He, yeah, he couldn't even do it. A uh, fairly disappointing series from Kane Williamson as oh, well. He was meant to be the, the steer the ship, Mr. You know, Captain. Yeah. And uh, the people in the Kiwi crowd wearing the sail hats look like absolute muppets. So. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> he got he got wrist for, what, like under 30 every mm. single time? The, 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 the bad thing is that the highlight of the New Zealand whole entire test series here was the fact that the crowd at the MCG was like fun to listen yeah. to that was like their highlight nothing on the cricket pitch was good for them except mm-hmm. for the uh, what was it Bay 7 or Bay 17 at, at the MCG yeah. which is disappointing um, well yeah. they, they got rid of they got rid of the uh, they put in the boundary social that's yeah. what you're talking about instead of you know having the the culture and the history behind that specific stand of you know all the Aussies warming up in the crowd yeah. imitating them I mean I like the idea of the boundary social it's sort of a next generation of the pool deck that the Gabba had and that I think mm. Perth are now Using as well, but I, I'm not, I don't like it. Yeah, I mean, a bit gimmicky, let's be honest, but you know. Why would you want to get into a pool after six hours when there's been 20 sweaty blokes Absolutely. In there? You already know that thing is oh. 99% piss. It's, uh, yeah, oh. it's not appealing. No. Um, and I think it wouldn't be fair if we didn't mention uh, Ross Taylor became the highest New Zealand run scorer ever across all formats. Um, you know, good on him. Yeah, I good swear! Way. I swear to God, he's like a million years old. But he's you know. played. He's played ninety nine Test matches, and he he's uh, he's got about seven seven thousand one hundred Test runs. I think Steve Smith played 
about sixty, nearly seventy matches and has the same same amount of runs. Yeah, uh, I don't. Yeah, he's. It shows that Smith's in the league, which we all know anyway. We all know. Yeah, which but. which is interesting. I want to talk about Smith. What happened, guys? We finally found his weakness. Flat tracks oh, at home. Flat tracks at home. I read a, a Fox Sports article about how New Zealand have found his weakness and how Smith is horribly out of form. All right, he came off like seventeen double hundreds in England, but okay. Man. I mean, I feel like all of his dismissals were justified. Hmm. He was chasing cheap runs, like chasing quick runs, because the team already had amassed a great total. Or yeah. someone, you know, they were behind, but you know, minus was on hundred or. Yeah. 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 Is it interesting? Is is Smith the sort of batter or batsman that needs to come in under pressure yes. to, to perform? Hundred percent. So you saw it in England. Yeah. You know, pressure makes diamonds, and that was literally what he Ooh, did in England. I like that. It's what he did in he, England. Yeah. He saved our asses in England. He's um, times. I think he's to a certain degree autistic. So when he's <laughs> when he's no, I'm serious. I'm no, serious. I, 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 so if he's sense. if he's sitting around waiting for six hours for his turn, he said it himself. He's not a great watcher of cricket. Yeah, he yeah. doesn't like watching the game. Mm. So if he's sitting around for six hours, you know, fidgeting, you lose your mental zone that you're in. You're not as concentrated as you would have been if you want would have gone out when they're two for thirty. Yeah, because you're sort of hard when you when you are waiting in the dressing room, even if you're in that number eleven like I used to be. Uh, you still you're still sitting there you're still sitting there waiting like oh when am I going to be in like you know you could lose seven wickets and you're in or mm. you know for his case you lose two quick wickets and you're in but for him just to sit around and wait takes a takes a lot of mental energy just to sit there and be prepared. This, yeah. this ball is it this ball exactly. He's, uh, he's yeah, there I, I feel like it's something he hasn't really had to deal with in his career before. He's obviously well. O- o- openers wise his entire career it's been Warner and whoever you know the selectors decided to just chuck in there for three tests yeah. um, and then usually that person would get out and he'd be straight in pretty much but yeah I mean it is a changing situation um, and speaking of the openers uh, our boy Joe Burns he had 97 against Pakistan in uh, the first test up at the Gabba uh, and he, the only other decent innings he had throughout the summer was a 50 against the second innings in the first test against the Pakistanis. Otherwise, he nicked off for single digits pretty much every other time. What are, what are your thoughts on him, and should he be in the test team come next test? Well, I mean, I, I think at the moment, is, is that player who's just our best option as an opener. I mean, and the thing is, you can't go past as well. The chemistry between him and Warner mm. is, it seems to be unmatched. Warner, I think out of all the openers Warner's been with, I feel like him and Burns have the best chemistry and the best connection. I, I believe Warner has said himself yeah, he that has. his favourite batting partner or opening partner was Joe Burns. Yeah. yeah, and it really helps as a cricketer when you have, you're batting with someone who you enjoy batting with. Because yeah. then the communication, and just it just, it just, it just makes the job a little bit easier, you know, facing 140k an hour in swing out swing all the mm-hmm. time. Um, but yeah, he, he really does need to prove himself. But I think he's got. I think the good thing with Lange is he's giving him a chance. True, a that, fair that, chance, yeah. not just one or two tests to go. Okay, you need 100, or we're going to boot you. Yeah. The team. select they they can't keep chopping and changing. How do they, how are they going to expect any sort of absolutely yeah any um, sort of what's the word continuity consistency consistency cementing of an eleven yeah if they're just chopping and changing constantly. That, that's fair. I mean, you look back at when we beat England 5-0 over here. Um, thanks, guys, by the way. Uh, and <laughs> we had the same team the whole time. And even though yeah. we had George Valley, who scored no like no runs, he was Stuck still in the team, and you know we still won all five games. So. He had a good chat against um, Jimmy Anderson. And he hit oh, it for a 28 off and over. 28 off and over. That was, oh, I'll never forget that. Yeah, that'll yeah. Be, mate. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, but it, Joe Burns is what? He's like 30. 
You, mm. w- would you be more? Would you be happier if someone like Matthew Renshaw, Marcus Harris, Cameron Bancroft came in and he was the person that got that continuous run? Or are you happy with Burnsy, who's what? Not uh, you know, not as young as these other blokes. If Burns keeps failing, if another few tests he doesn't get a hundred or a decent score, I'd I'd probably bring Renshaw back in. That's probably a bit of bias. Um, but you know, I feel like we we had we gave Renshaw a go a few years back, and he did quite well, and then all of a sudden just got dropped. So mm, that always happens. I think I think yeah, if Burns doesn't prove himself, give Renshaw a go. Um, For but uh, yeah, it needs to be extended period of time. Right? Exactly right. Back. It can't just be one or two tests and oh, you're out, mate. You know, five at least five tests at least. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to see Renshaw come back, but he needs to reinvent himself. You know, like Matthew Hayden did. Mm. Matthew Hayden came in, you know, had a good start, got dropped. And then came back with nearly a completely different player. Yeah. I think that's what Matt Renshaw needs to do in order to succeed at test level. I, I, I think that's fair. Um, I, I think another thing with that too, our, our batting core as such is, we, we don't really think about it, but it's kind of, you know, we're getting up there in age. Warner is, what, 33 or True. something like that. Um, if we keep Burns, he's 30. Smudges thirty one. Is he thirty one? I thought he was thirty. That thirty hurts. thirty, 30, 30 thirty one. Prior to this test series against these two um, teams, is what thirty one. Yeah, but yeah, get him out of here. He's, he's long gone. And, right? and then and then you got to think about who, who have we got remaining. Well, you have had uh, you have Wade, who's also around that thirty age as well. Yes, yeah. Wade. Wade is um, he's old. Um, not Pain, old. definitely Payne's 35 he's 35 I mean let's be honest the reason he's still in the team because he's the best players, keeper in the world he's the best keeper in Australia and he's, he was just there when we needed him yeah so but we got to start I don't know thinking about what we need a contingency we, plan yeah we, we can't keep putting blooding all these new players we can't keep bringing Renshaw Bancroft Marcus Harris all these people in but then just letting them go straight away and just letting them fall into Australian cricket purgatory and never playing another test again. Like I mean, I'd rather not see the other side of Bancroft ever again, to be honest. Or Marcus Harris. Or Marcus Harris. Just yeah. anybody from WA. Fuck off yeah. the Marsh Brothers. Oh, don't don't get me started on the Marsh Brothers. If I see one of them in the t- in the in the white again, in the whites, I'm gonna flip shit. Yeah, no. I'll I'll start following the bloody Poms. Okay, no, I won't. But you know, don't do that. fair enough. <laughs> it, it, it it's um you know I think will be very good for the next. Two three years, but then yeah. I think it, we we do have that that off chance of falling off a cliff just because we kind of forgot that everyone's kind of getting old. We've we've got five more years in Smudge. We've got five good years in Smudge. We've got five years left in Gary at least. Oh, yeah, oh, you got to think spinners can play for eight. Yeah, you got to think about our bowlers too. I mean, Pat Cummins is young. Pat Cummins is young, but he's also had a very up and down injury. Uh, he's good. Don't think so, mate. He's been good ever since. Yes. Uh, Pattinson, his back breaks down he's every old. every three months. Yeah. Mitchell Stark, he's thirty, and his feet and his knees aren't. You know, he he's always out because of that. We got to start. You know, worrying about this, don't we? I think fast bowling stocks is something that Australia doesn't need to worry about. We have a lot waiting in the ranks. That that yeah, Richardson and, and the likes, but. Yeah, batsmen. It's it's sort of like every cricket team. I mean, you look back at when Ponting and all that retired. You know, there's that sort of one or two year period where all your best players have just left. Mm, um, that is fair. similar to what you could say in the Origin. You know, we had Cameron. Yeah, Smith, so I, I, I Cameron was... Smith, Jonathan Thurston, Cooper Cronk. They're all like, okay, guys, we're gone. Yeah, this year, sorry. yeah. Billy Slater, all gone in the space of a couple of years, and we're like, oh crap, what do we do now? And now we've now we've turned into what New South Wales used to be. 
Don't, don't, don't look. Let's not time for a different podcast. That's, really <laughs> podcast. That's right. We don't want to be talking about how shit. I mean, how great um, the Queensland Origin team is. So those were the the two tests that we uh, two test series that we played this summer. Um, obviously, smacked them up, and we've done really well there. Do either of you guys know who we're playing next? Into, uh, is it, is we it are going for a two-game series in Bangladesh. Okay, because I had a look and I couldn't find it. In about June, I think. Okay, because I saw we're obviously in India at the moment for some ODIs, uh, and then we, we're pretty much going straight to South Africa to play some T20s and ODIs as well. So I wasn't sure um, when our next... First, first I've heard of a South African yeah, tour. From, from, what, from what I was having a look at in, in our on the, the Cricket Australia website, that is what... Is, is the plan. Yeah, I think so. If you're in that sort of turmoil period now, I mean, they've just replaced all the coaching staff and yeah. they have a bunch of players that I've never even heard of yeah. playing for them. So Yeah, AB's gone. Um, doing well on the Big Bash, you know. You see, AB, if his Big Bash team goes well, they'll come out of retirement for the, for for the, the T20, uh, World T20 World Cup. Yeah. I tell you what, he left up his fitness because he looked pretty stuffed yeah, up. Yeah, he looked like he was hitting the ground up pretty hard. Yeah, so we, we have that... Um, ODI, are we playing T20s in India? No. No? Oh my God. Well, anyways, on the 21st of February, we have a T20 against uh, the South Africans in Johannesburg. That's Interesting. That's and, very soon. And, That's very soon. Yes. And we are there until the 7th of March when we finish an ODI. So we are there. I mean, so are they out? Are all, are all our test players out of the Big Bash then? Um, well, what, so what would you say? The... F- 21st of February or... 21st of February okay. is when we go um, to South Africa. I think, yeah. The Big Bash wraps up. But just before then, I think. Yeah. yeah. Like, um, Mid-February, I think, yeah. wraps up. But, uh, yeah. I mean, we need to start playing more T20s. I feel like Australia's priority of formats sort of rests with, you know, the order they were invented. Tests first, ODs, and then T20s. I think we give a shit about the T20s. The well, yeah, we, we give a rants about T20s, yeah. which is, you know, fair, but... Also, we still do pretty good at them. Though, we, we, yeah, we got to we got to you know you can't just completely ignore them, um, especially with that World Cup coming this year. You don't want to be completely embarrassed by someone like Afghanistan who pretty much specialise in, in T20. And really. I mean, in terms of profit as well, T20s bring in the moolah. So I mean, that's the that's the format you know that the broadcasters and all the organisations want to be mm. filtering through. Like the IP, you look at the IPL this year, millions one of, of the biggest millions years in IPL. It's, it's, it's it, it's a joke how much money is in the IPL. It yeah. is ridiculous for cricket as well. Like a, a sport played by like five countries, it's it's ridiculous. Um, yeah, very interesting. And speaking of India, that was a pretty good segue. We are currently there playing some ODI matches. Um, and if we're being honest, we kind of agreed that we would come in here and have a little bit of a chat about why the hell are we in India during the middle of our test summer. Um, or middle of our, our our cricket summer, but the first game happened and look, went it went pretty well. It went all right. It but went all right. Let's not let us distract that, distract us from the fact that they should be here. They should be playing absolutely New Zealand or India here. Yes, in Australia, absolutely. It's our summer, and I mean, I know India in in summertime. You know, during our winter is like forty degrees with like hundred percent humidity, and it's absolute hell. But still, I mean, yeah, you'd rather be in Australia this time of year. Why are they scared? It's of us? our summer. It's our, it's our summer. We, they should be here. Why are they scared to play here? I mean, just because we're so good, obviously. They they call themselves, you know, the best team in the world. They're what, like the second best ranked ODI team, and 
they they talk and act like they are the best, but they're still too scared to play anywhere other than India. All these ranked second, like New Zealand, India, we just knock them off, like no worries. Yeah, like, it, this, it it makes you question the test rankings, rankings are a bit are a bit iffy with that because they're so dependent on past performance, which is you know. I'd still uh, prefer if we took on a subcontinent powerhouse like Bangladesh rather than <laughs> India. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think... Um, I think the, the, the Nepal cricket team still pretty well. Yeah. Sh- Sri Lanka? Yeah. Oh, um, oh God. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, in particular, there's been talk about the Indians not wanting to play at the Gabba, which is just ridiculous because they're scared of the Oh, well, Gabba. don't come then. Exactly. That's, that's my answer. Simple as that. Um... You know, they're, they're too scared of the bounce or they're too scared of, I don't know, something. Just, our, just, our, just, our, just our win rate. Our win rate there is... We haven't, oh, we haven't lost there in 30 years. It, uh, it's crazy. That is a very good record. And yeah. I, it just, it makes, it again, begs the question, who is organising these tournaments and who actually has the power mm. of organising? Obviously, someone from Australia and India gets together, maybe the ICC, you know, as a middleman, mm. and they go, okay, we should play in Australia. No, we should play in India. Or, can't we play in Australia? Well, no, we're playing in India. It's like when Tim Payne said at the, uh, I think it was just after the Pakistan series, um, yeah, he said they'll, they'll have to get Virat permission to play a day-night test. <laughs> and that, that just, that just, sums it up that that just speaks volumes. Yeah, I mean, it's a bit of a running joke in the cricket community, like the BCC, more like ICC, but I think there's probably some truth to it. Oh, yeah. I mean, it goes to, I mean India have a lot of power when it comes to the ICC I mean they, they bring in I mean, this might be an old statistic but I remember seeing a stat that India put in about 80% of all the revenue in cricket <laughs> which if you think about it I know they're a massive country sense. yeah well yeah they have so many people but so yeah. then you assume that you know okay they probably deserve to have a little bit of power because you know the ICC are like well thanks for this lots of mm. uh, thanks for this massive sum of money you're bringing us mm. but yeah. also you know it needs to be fair between two nations you know it's too cricket at the end of the day you're playing cricket you know it's not it's not about you know, yeah and, it, and it's and it's not like Australia is some you know third world country Me- measly that, that's lucky to be invited onto the yeah. international we are historically the best cricketing team in ever Oh, we're no, cricket and, we have the best. Nation. We have the best leg spin ever. We have the best batsman ever. We we the best bowler. Some of the best fast bowlers. Prob- I'm going completely off. No stats or anything at all here. But I'm just going to go out and say we probably have the best record ever, just because we've been so dominant. And they're like, oh yeah, it's just Australia. Well, what do you mean it's just Australia? It's it's mm. a bit crazy. Yeah. But what I want to talk about in particular is that game. Oh. What what Phenomenal. happened? What happened? Phenomenal. Very, uh, very put himself at four. Why? <laughs> so they have to bowl him and get him out. He's obviously. he's he, he's the self-proclaimed best batsman in the world, and he's too scared to no, face. Not self-proclaimed, mate. He is. Oh yeah, come on, come on. King, oh, no. King Coley, King gone. Coley, yeah. Steve Smith sent people queen. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, we we beat them by ten wickets, which is. Uh, the in an ODI, that's um, the, the biggest margin we've ever hurts. had against them. That's like winning by an innings in a test. Yeah. It's oh just, yeah. It's just a big fuck you. Uh, that Pretty much. That, that, is, that is the best way to put it. Um, it, it. We bowled them out for 238. So they they were about one one for 168 odd, and they I were was a bit they, worried they were cruising mm, at yeah. around around the uh, 25 30 over mark, and then all of a sudden they just lost seven wickets like that. 
and, and they limped to the finish line. Yeah, I mean... And the Aussies came out and made 112 off 12 overs, I think. Yeah, uh, I had a look at some of the, the economy rates of just the bowlers, and every single bowler was above uh, six runs per over except for two. I which... think the, the pick of the Indian bowlers was Kaldeep Yadav. Yes, it, well, he was. He bowled his full 10, and he yeah. was going at about five and a half. Yeah. So. That's pretty good for a lifetime league spinner. But I, I do want to make note of the catch that Zampa made to get rid of Coley. Oh, yeah. I was, I was about to say. He got smacked for six. He bowled a rank half tracker. He gets away for six. <laughs> and the next ball, Verat Coley. That's classic Zampa. It's, 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 it's underestimated as a bowler. If you've never... You look on the TV and you think court and bowls look really easy. Yeah, as, oh, soon as, you, as soon as you play not. cricket for the first time, especially as a spinner, I don't know what it is about spinners because I know they say, oh, you know, we stop after we bowl. But, I mean, you get a ball hit like that and your natural reaction is just to duck out of the way. That's what yeah. I used to do, at least. I used to get bullied for it. But, you know, I, I'd rather <laughs> take my teeth than, you know, a wicket. Yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty so much. I, I have yeah, a, he, made a, he made a tough catch look easy. I, I, have, I have the stats here. I was just going to run through them. Stark has three. He got three. Best ODI bowler in the world. No surprise there. Uh, Paddy Cummins and uh, Richo had two. Uh, but the real hero, Adam Zampa. Oh, what a mullet. One, one wicket, but it was Coley, so it was worth ten. Yeah, pretty much. That's And yeah. Adam Zampa is Coley's daddy. That's just a fact. Bunny <laughs> confirmed. Literally. Uh, looking at the stats, uh, he, Adam Zampa, has got Virat Coley out six times. The the his next best um, batsman that he's got out is three times. So he's got double the amount of wickets against Coley than he does any other batsman. Interesting. Just because Zampa. Just because he's better. Just because that mullet. Absolutely. Oh, that mullet. That, and the earring. Oh. He had an earring on as well. Oh. The the hipster tattoos. No, oh. you can't go past it. And you look at someone like Zampa, and that begs the question. Where's Marcus Stoinis? That is exactly what I was going to say. Have we left? We obviously didn't need to find out if we were going to struggle but um, have we left some of our best players at home Marcus, Marcus Stoinis is at home Glenn Maxwell is at home our two best ODI players are uh, playing think, for the stars right now yes. I think Marcus Stoinis got the short end of the stick because he called someone home or whatever oh I completely forgot about that was it actually. that? Yeah. Yeah. I, you think I, that's... Uh, well to be fair he had an average World Cup campaign oh yeah oh, he oh, had absolutely. an average World Cup campaign but you look at his form currently in the Big Bash. He's high set of score. Yeah, he bash. made 147 not out, and he's on track to making the most runs in a season. Yeah, he's already fifth most um, runs all time in a season, and he's still at five innings to go. Yeah, so and he's definitely the biggest alpha of the current oh, Australian cricketers. What an absolute! You look at Ab- he's really you look what at an absolute. He's added himself rig based selection. Rig based selection, absolutely. Yep. Uh, and then and then Maxwell. What he had that little bit of a break after he had some mental health issues, and he's come back a completely different player. Well, he's playing the same, but he's just doing he's just it, blitzing it, doing it better. Like he was very inconsistent. You know, sometimes you get fifty out of him, sometimes you get zero. But he's just been going and going. I think the selectors took the same route with Maxwell as they did Stoinis. Maxwell, he had an, like I said with Stoinis, he had an okay World Cup campaign. Fair, yeah. So I think the selectors were going off the World Cup and who. Whoever was our weakest link in the World Cup. Yeah. The other thing with Stornis is now that he's moved to that opening role, you look at the the openers for our Odeon T20 team. We have Finch, who's the captain. Yep. So you're not going to drop him. And you have Warner, who's also... You're, you're not, not, not going to drop him. It's Warner, yeah. So you, you say, oh, can Stornis slot down the middle order? But then you look at our middle order and it's stacked already. Pretty solid. The only thing... with The thing with Maxwell... Maxwell probably has more of a say in, in his position in the team. Because you look at a guy like Ashton Turner... 
Yeah. You, compare him, you compare him pound for pound with Maxwell. I know, I know who I do. Yes. And even, even someone who you probably say is more a specialist bowler, but someone like Ashton Agar, I'd probably want. I think for, at, at the in, end of the day in India, I'm fine with him being in the team. Yeah. He came back when he, he, when he wants yeah. to. But that, that that's my question to you guys: Can we keep up this level of batting yes. in Indian conditions? Yes. I Are so. you sure we can do it once? If we can do it once, it's a fluke. You need to do it three times, or whatever the saying is, for it to be a thing. Mm. So uh, can we? Can we do it? Well, look, I don't know, man. There's a there's a lot of firepower. Absolutely. Oh, I think we have the ability to, but historically, we've not been amazing. I mean, you look at it. Okay, look, you look. Finch gets out. Who comes in? Marnus. Cool. Marnus is a fairly uncapped, unexperienced ODI player, especially at international level. What? What he we, we don't I mean, know we, extraordinary test play, but what we don't know what he has on yeah, the sure. ODI. We're just assuming that he'd carry form into yes. his ODIs, but you know he gets out Smith's in. Yeah, he gets out. You know carries in. Yeah, like, it's, okay. uh, it's pretty how, scary. How far down do we do we bat? You know we bat pretty deep. We bat just about all the way down to number eleven. I mean, even, I mean, even Zampa's not. You know, he's not a clown. Me, with a bat. Me, he he saved South Australia against Queensland yeah. and won the game for him. Cummins can come in and get fifty. Stark can come in and smack. Three sixes just consecutively. Exactly. Um, of course, Agar can bat. I, I, I think the the ability is there, but at the same time, I don't know if it's something mentally or something, I don't know, just in the magic in the air in India, but we just haven't been able to put it all together there for a, for a while. I think it's just... Well... I think we feared test matches in India. You look back 10 months ago when we were there, we reverse sweeped them. And won the series. We were down two 0 We came back and won the last three. So, and that was without Smith and Warner. That's fair. That is, yeah. I, I think we are probably. So I think we're a good as chance as anyone. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think we are the best ODI team in the world, despite the fact we didn't win the World Cup. Yeah. Um, I think we just hit some rough form at a bad time. Mm. Um, and of course, England got lucky. They shouldn't have won that World Cup. But that was heartbreaking to watch. I remember it was four in the morning. That is a, a conversation for... Yeah, that, that one's locked away in the safe. That's never, a never conversation with myself, awake at 3am, crying over New Zealand losing the World Cup. Yes. Ah, the poor guys. Um, and we're going to talk about the Big Bash now. Uh, obviously, we're only... What? Are we we're still in halfway, groups? Halfway yeah. through. Halfway through. I was going to say... I remember the Big Bash going on for a long, long time last year. So yeah, I, I they, don't, they definitely cut it down. I don't know when it finishes this year, but I know we're approximately halfway through. It's very close this year. Uh, I checked the table last night. Um, obviously, we've had some games, and I'm not quite sure how that has uh, shaked things up. But there were two teams on nine points, uh, two teams on ten points, uh, one team on twelve points, and then one team on. Uh, 16 points at the top of the line. That was the Stars. And then you've got the Renegades, who finally won a game last night. Finally got a game, yeah. And they're on two points. We're just going to forget they exist. Uh, but it, it, it's a very close uh, close competition. The Stars are my pick. That's They they have been playing no, I think they have to be everyone's favourites. Just on the sheer, yeah. sheer form. But you look at them in the past, and they get to big finals, and they, they choke. They, they, yeah, they, they do. They, they are that's the only, that's their only you know a history of choking. But is is that a byproduct of the fact that sometimes their best players get taken away right towards the end of the tournament? And that's a, and, fair, and that, Maxwell that's Maxwell and Stoinis are here this year. That's a good point you make. Yeah, that's very true. The thing you look at someone, you look at the team like Brisbane Heat. They're going to get a very healthy injection 
Mm. As soon as these ODIs finish up, you're going to have Marnus coming back into the side. Uh, Marnus alongside AB de Villiers. Yeah. Uh, and I think, well, you've, you've seen it already. Uh, Pattinson didn't go over and Burns didn't go over for the ODI. So mm. Pattinson's already come back and got a five for. Yeah, that was really impressive. So, Don't worry about his first game. That he went for like fifty, but shh, that doesn't count, you know. Just he, he'd been going from uh, tests to T20s. You have got to give him a give him a right guys, yeah. Uh, uh, and you know, they played really well the opposition that game, so it doesn't matter. I tell um, you what, my pick for the winners. I know that they're, they're in a bit of patchy form at the moment. The Thunder. A Thunder. Just on Callum Ferguson alone, mm. him, him he, being, has been, he is a great captain. I think he might have captain. cooled off a little bit. So yeah, Callum Ferguson started the season really well. He was the golden cap. For, for a while, highest run score for a while there, but I haven't really seen a, a standout performance from him recently. Yeah, and then who else is on that Thunder team? We got Alex Hales, Kawaja. Ross, Kawaja, Ross yeah. showed a bit of form last night. That's the first time I've ever seen him hit six of last Yes, but that is uh, he's like Ben Cutting. Like right? you get that once a season, and I think there's your game, and it won't happen again to next big bash. But um, what's their their bowling attack? Took a hit when um when Green got done for the illegal action. So I don't mm. know I don't know how they're looking at the moment. Uh, well, Sims is the he is leading, he's, he's the leading wicket yes. taker. I believe. But I, have John, I also feel like he's kind of shit. Have John, you know, he's like when Steckity led the led the big bash. Yeah, I, 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 it's I, like, I, it's I kind of like, and like uh, he can't <laughs> score. He couldn't buy a run with the bat at the moment. Yeah, uh, and then they have Johnny Cook as well, who to watch as a as a former league spinner is painful because he just <laughs> he just he's just so bad. But he bowls he basically bowls medium paces. Oh yeah, he he darts him in, eh? Hey? I completely darts him in. I don't even know if you can call him a spinner. Um, Just a, a nude spinner. But yeah, I mean, their batting, their top batting lineup. It's once you get to their sort of middle order, like you have Jilks, who's the keeper, and you. I, I don't he's know right. why. I don't, I, I don't know why he's batting above some of the players that he bats above. Like he bats above Hales and even Sam's, which I'm like, I don't actually agree with. Mm. But I mean, you look at the heat now, and I feel like we just hit some form. We were we were all a bit concerned at the start of the season. Let's be honest. Yes, we were not great. We couldn't chase it, we tried. No, we still can't really. Except if it's like 100 and we still make yeah, we, that look pretty hard. <laughs> we um, we chased like 120 the other day pretty well, which is good. But you're, you're right. The, the, the Heat, they're a very hot and cold team. If we, if, we, if we manage to make it into the finals, whether we smash it in there or we just scrape in, it, all it takes for us is two decent games where Lynn gets you know, 90 or 30 or... Cutting gets you know sixty off twenty or well there's uh, we need you know it's a, a lot of our batting lineup is on a certain day they could do this it's not a certain like okay every day they're gonna you know, do this yeah the Heat aren't super consistent in their batting I'll say that we we've won four out of the last five which is good but what um what I think is interesting I think it's like the top five or six teams that make the finals this year yeah top five so we just need to make the top five. Currently in third with ten points and a net run, a net run rate of um, plus point uh, one nine, so we're we're fairly safe. We we win another game and you know we're 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 red hot, but uh, it, yeah, uh, we we only need to make it to fifth to, to make the finals, which yeah. is I quite like the format this year because it gives the the first and second team a chance to you know if they mess up because you know they're playing each other who are the best two teams in the comp. Mm. If one of them loses, they're out, which yeah. isn't very fair. Mm. Uh, so I think they went over it last night or the night before where I think one plays two, three doesn't play, four plays five. Um, I think You've the, lost me, mate. You've lost me. I think, <laughs> Too many numbers, mate. I think the, the person who wins the one and two game 
plays the winner of the four and five game, and then the th- three plays the loser of the one and two game, then the winners of those games play in the final. <laughs> well, that means number three is the best position to be. Yeah. Because yeah. you're only... Why does that... But, I mean, if you lose... I mean, I think... So, say you look at it in rounds. So, in the second round, the third, the third team play. But if they lose, they're out. It's very confusing. Okay. Yeah, and even, I, even when the, the professional commentators on Fox Cricket explain right. it, it still made no sense. So <laughs> I tried my best, but I'm no, uh, I'm no Mark Howard. So. Yeah. Look, Howard's Howie. Um, the man. <laughs> Love the handshake with the players. Loves it. He, it's, actually, it's actually painful to watch. It, yeah. it is. I mean, look, he's like... Um, what? How, how you do fellow kids, but... <laughs> it, it's okay. We, we'll, we'll give it to him. Yeah, no, I think Gilchrist is the embodiment of how do you do fellow kids like oh, oh absolutely. on their mobile phones playing like Fortnite and all this cringe shit. I'm like, dude, just 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 commentate, man. Like, don't you don't have to try and be cool, dude. You're already cool. Um, th- this is uh, off the cuff. Haven't spoken to you about this, but how's your uh, how's your cricket bingo looking? Cricket bingo. Oh, that's right, everybody. So along with the return of my YouTube channel, which I will plug later, we are making. I've been constructing a cricket bingo, which was inspired by Sportsbet, who did it a number of years ago with Channel Nine. So it's basically a bunch of catchphrases that the commentators used to say all the time. And now I have it written down in my notes here. So, so I'll, I'll rattle off, I won't rattle off everyone. Um, but you know how bingo works, you have a five by five square. And yeah, whatever. Yeah. So some of the things that you guys probably hear them say a lot of the time, they love saying the word fraction, I noticed. Just a fraction short, a fraction wide, a fraction shorter. Fraction wide, yeah. It, it pisses me off to no end. Um, <laughs> Smith, when he gets compared to Bradman. Warney saying someone should be in the team. Him complaining about a rule. Vaughan saying someone's a high-class player, which you hear all the time. Yeah, he's a, how do you do, how do, you do a Vaughan? He's a, I, he's, he's a, he's a, oh, no, I can't, no, I can't really. He's a high-class player. Uh, that's, 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 that's good, that's he's good. He's a high-class player. And then, you know, Gilchrist saying proceedings. Um, <laughs> he does. I hate that so much. And then it's a cricket it, game. It's not a formal ceremony. He deserves game. a wicket for the way he's bowled. The next hour is crucial for the game. Big long leaves. It goes on. So if you guys have any suggestions for me to add to that list, um, please email Matt and he'll pass it on to me. Absolutely. We'll, and you never know. It might turn into the next bingo. I rate that. Watch out, old people. Watch out, old Ooh. people. Okay, boomer. <laughs> that was cr- <laughs> that was cringe. Great segue. Yes. So. Um, well, actually, it is It is a good segue. Uh, subway. Uh, yeah, I had a Subway yesterday. It was my first one in a while since yeah. that dude was 100. Was good. So, uh, you know, we are moving on to our Q&A segment now. Uh, and it is currently called, guys, What Matters. Cue uh, the theme music. Oh, that's actually not a bad idea. Ooh. We should get some theme music. Yeah. You have to All do right. it now because I've said it. Yes. So in the edit, in the edit, when you edit this tomorrow, you got to do it. All right. Well, there will be an edit. Uh, it probably won't be till next week, guys. I mean, not, no, the podcast will still be coming out well, today, tomorrow for you guys. But we will have theme music for Q&A, What Matters, next week. I'll, I'll make a, a short piano jingle. Ooh, I rate it. You know, get some lyrics in there. Banger. Maybe, um, maybe not lyrics. No, no, no. What what what, do we, what are your thoughts on the uh, what matters title so far? It's a, it's a bit of a pun, obviously. Um, what matters, you know. Yes, um, but it, it it is so. The if you guys don't know the story, came up with this segment, uh, and it was creatively named Q and A segment for a week until somebody original, original. somebody sent in a uh, you know some suggestions. I asked for suggestions, and I said I'll pick the best one. 
Uh, we only got one suggestion so far and it is what matters. So that is going to be what it is for the foreseeable future until we are either A, get a better suggestion or B, we just kind of forget about it. So it's what matters. It sounds it sounds a bit like a, in a current affair kind of... Mm, that is true. Yeah. It sounds like a segment for current affairs. Yeah. Oh, I mean, what really matters in the community? This old man. Yeah. True. This well, old man I'm Tracy Grimshaw. Rob Piper. <laughs> and overcharged. Tradies. Lebanese gangs are sublime. <laughs> Tradies. Anyway, we're, we're getting off track here. We are. It's a good title uh, for the segment so far. Uh, I believe there is something out there. Would you like an improvement? Do you think that it can be improved? I reckon something can be plucked from greatness. Definitely. definitely. There is room for improvement, but you know, we're, we're starting at about a 5 out of 10. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Whoever put that in, you know, good work. it's average. Solid. But Solid. You know, average is good sometimes, you know. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, sorry to the poor listener who's just copped a spray. No, you haven't copped a spray. It's okay. Um, and love you. Yes, we, we do. We, we love you very much. Um... And our, our What Matters segment this week is actually, it's a bit meta. It's gone full circle because we are actually answering a question sent in by one of our guests. That is really that is full circle. That's, That's wild. Well, it's not me. Can't be you. Can't be me. I'm not a guest. Wait, so that's Casey Parker. It's me. You. Oh. Bro, do you do you remember the question, or do you want me to give you the question? Yes, the question that I because I, Matt asked for suggestions, and I thought I'd you know be a good friend and, and put in some. I appreciate the future episodes. You sent quite a few in, and I knew we we're doing this cricket episode, so I I posed the question because I knew it probably wouldn't quite fit in with what we we're talking about. I think we actually might have touched on it earlier, but the question of whether should Tim Payne remain captain when Smith returns, or and or you know when Payne retires. So when when does um Smith's captaincy ban lift? Is it has March. it already happened? Two months. Two months. I believe it's from March. around two months. Yeah. So we, Mason, we'll start with you. What would you like to say? Um, we've already seen a bit of that in the in the Pakistan series um, about people complaining that Steve Smith was white anting Tim Payne. Yeah. I, I don't think, think that's was, the case. I think Ian Chappell had a big whinge about that, didn't I he? I think Steve Smith is naturally a better captain. And Tim Payne is just learning. He's just doing the job. DRS struggles are an example of that. Yeah, that's that's obviously not what being a great captain or a great leader I think, is, but it's an example. I think Steve that. Smith is our is our best pick for captain. Yeah, but it's not up to us to decide. And if for some reason he gets shunned as captain, I would like to see uh, Pat Cummins be mm-hmm. our new Test captain. I mean, it is unusual to pick a bowler, but I don't know why it's unusual to pick bowlers. Exactly, yeah, you know, I don't, but yeah. I feel like when you look at Smith, he's the perfect captain, uh, candidate for captain because he's a, a nat- he looks like a natural leader. Mm. He, wa- he wants to lead, and people respect him. And I feel like your captain of a cricket team needs to be that guy, like in England, where he just he, your side's in trouble, and he comes in, and he saves you. Mm. And he does it again and again without question. And, uh, and you know, you... You know, that's what that's what a captain does. That's just their job. And I feel like he can fill that role, you know, like he used to do. Okay, I write that. Uh, for me, David Warner. No, I'm kidding, boys. Oh, okay, I was going to say, I both, I both saw you just you like... Be in the episode. Your, your head's dropped and you're like, I hate you, never speak to me again. I'm kidding. Um, see, I, I agree in the fact that Smith is uh, the better... a better leader and a better captain... Uh, than Tim Payne, but I still think that for the rest of his career, he's going to have that sandpaper cloud over his head. You know, you see it at the moment with 
India just berating us. Mm-hmm. Sandpaper, What's great? Sandpaper Queen, uh, Smith. Uh, and I think somebody who I'd like to see Captain you mention uh, in Mason, uh, Pat Cummins has actually been, you know, hyped up and been talked about being a captain for, 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 quite, a for quite a while. Everyone was saying before the sandpaper thing happened, Cummins was going to be the captain after Smith when Smith eventually retired. But I think maybe we could fast track that a little bit. Uh, I'd rate Cummins as a captain. Uh, do you see him as too young? I think they're not young. Being young isn't a problem. You can pretty much put the captain symbol next to anyone in the side now, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's sort of you know cricket is becoming more of an integrated sport where you know where every player has a say, as I say has a role. You already sort of know what to expect. Yeah, I feel like Cummins though he's a, we've got to remember he's the number one bowler and I feel like his focus, any any more pressure his focus be, should be bowling. But yeah, but you know. can't, can't you say that about number one batsman? What, what, what's the what's well, the difference when you're in the field? Because I feel like a lot of your time as captain, being captain is in the field. You know you're. Yeah. Choosing, ta- you're making tactics. You're mm-hmm. trying to make things okay. happen. That, that, that's fair argument. And um, yeah, so Smith sitting in slips. He has the best view of the field. He's next to the keeper. He can have input from bowler, mm-hmm. point, square leg. Um, so yeah, I feel like it's this the best situation for a batsman to be a captain in most sides. Very rarely will you have a bowler who is captain. Mm. It, it um, is rare, but you know. But it, you can make it work. But it is a lot of work. That's um, true. It's a lot of added pressure and responsibility. It is. And let's let's just say, uh, hypothetically, you can't have Smith and you can't have Cummins. Labashane or Head? Labashane. Head. Head. Yeah. Ooh. Head, yeah. He was already in chat. Well, he's the vice captain currently. Is he? He is. He is. Really? Oh. Didn't know that. Mm, I thought Paddy Cummins was vice. I think they're both vice captains. Okay, all right. Um, okay. The, so, Trevor said, that's a Bailey left field. Would you expect someone with a little bit more test experience? Even like Matty Wade. You don't need experience to captain anymore. No? You, you, these cricketers know everything about the game already. And he's, he, captain, he, captain, comes in. he captains for South Australia. Yeah, so he's, he's, yeah, like he's, he's, he's had a pretty illustrious first class career for the Redbacks. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like I feel like captaining would bring him to the next level. Because we know we know what he can do. He's a good batsman when he wants to be. Mm. It's just that he has that he's like the Brisbane Heat. Consistency is not there. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, he has a knack for getting out in silly ways. Yes. I, it's it's interesting to watch him bat. I feel like half of his innings he's go he goes out and he plays his shots, and gets out, and then the other half he's just like okay we'll play. It's yeah. it's a bit weird. So uh, you're right, the consistency thing is there. So um, recap, who do you think captain should be after Payne? Um, short answer, Steve Smith. Smith, hundred percent. Uh Smith to me as well. Uh but I would like to see one day Pat Cummins to be the Australian cricket captain. I think that'd be pretty dope because. As uh, Tim Payne has uh, given him the nickname Mr. Perfect, I think he is the perfect man for the job. I mean, you look at him and he just, just, oh. just oozes perfection. He, just he does. He, he is oh. the full package. He really is. I, I mean, oh, what when I mean. watch him bowl, there's just endorphins released in yes. my mind. I have Give me that. I just get a mad rush of dopamine. <laughs> and it makes me happy. I have a big smile on my face whenever I see Pat Cummins get the ball. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> He's just one of those players. Yeah. Oh, give me a minute, boys. No. Um, so we're, we're going to begin to wrap up here. But before we wrap up, you, the uh, listeners, will remember way back in episode three. That was, what, four weeks ago now? A month ago. Jeez, that was a month ago. Uh, Casey was on the Matty B Show. We had a talk about the Grammys. We had a talk about music. And we teased a little bit at the beginning there, you know, a little bit of a probing question. I asked him, when is First Strike Studios coming back? 
and that was his YouTube channel that he had uh, had when he was at school. Uh, he posted, you know, semi not semi regularly. We'll say it. He, he came back a few times, uh, and I, I we'll asked come back him, to John Farnham, mate. Bloody <laughs> hell, make yeah. up your mind. He's he's had seventeen million farewell tours, but he's back. Hopefully, he's back to one last hurrah. One last hurrah at YouTube. Uh, happy to say we have the man joining us today. Casey, give us a little bit of a, a caption, a, a little bit of a In recap. three words, tell us why we should subscribe to your YouTube channel. Yes. Why? <laughs> that was about Let me start six again. words. Uh, for my ego. No. <laughs> oh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. Um, no, well, I mean, when I when I went over to Matt's to do the, the Grammy podcast, I felt like I have a lot of free time. And I, thought, I can't help but notice... That's a lot more than three words. Anyway, carry on. Carry on. You can cut it in if you like. No, go, go. No, I can't. I'm giving a wrap to the Matty B show because I came over and I said, oh, Matt's doing this podcast. It's inspired me to you know do something because I have a lot of time. Great content. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. First Strike Studio. And I, at the start of the episode, I said, oh, you know, I might come back. This is a bit of a joke. And the more I thought about it, the more it sat with me and the more I went, okay, actually, maybe I should and uh, so now we're here, and the first announce my first announcement video of my comeback is out. But my first proper video uh, will be out this Monday. Woohoo! That, and that is uh, Monday, the twentieth of January. Mark it down, folks. Mark it down. I promise there will be a video. I'm not. I'm not going to just fade away. Maybe I will after that video. But <laughs> at least, at least we'll get one good video out. Oh, Hopefully, you guys enjoy it. Everyone. Call your employers, ask for the day off. This is truly this one is, of the um, biggest moments this in is history. Monumental. They don't have Absolutely. to worry about calling off work because you know, 9 to 5. I upload at 5.30, so... Oh, oh he's just so you considerate. Can, you can get home. Take you can chuck this off. on in your peak hour traffic and you can get home. Absolutely. You oh, might get pulled over for the video. It's okay. Uh, the no, you put the podcast on in peak hour traffic. Oh, okay. I was going to say, the yeah, Maddie B show yeah, does not condone using you the phone while episode, driving. You get stuck in traffic for 40 minutes. Perfect is how long the episode roughly is. You get home, take your socks off. Oh, shit. No cricket on. What's the... Oh, what's, what's Actually, the there probably is cricket, thing? but you can watch the cricket and watch my video as well. So Perfect. It's just, nah, I'd appreciate any support. You guys don't have to, but you know, if you want to go over and check it out. What what, what sort of content can uh, can the listeners be expecting from First Strike Studios? Uh, well, I'm keeping my identity hidden, so I'm just doing gaming videos at the moment. Okay. Um, sort of edited down. I'm doing some um, some stuff with another friend called Matt. Um, I know a lot of Matts. I think I worked out the other day. I know six Matts. Oh, that <laughs> is quite. That's lot. quite the feat. You poor boy. So, how do you? How can you possibly cope? <laughs> <laughs> It's hard, but I managed to managed to piece it together. Yeah, mate. But um, no, nah, so the video should be good. It should be funny to watch. Um, me and other Matt do some pretty stupid shit, so it should make it enjoyable to watch. And hopefully, my editing isn't too bad. So that's all I have to say. Thank you very much. Awesome. So make sure you guys. Uh, that's First Strike Studios on YouTube. Go check it out. No spaces. No spaces. No spaces. Um, get him some subscribers. That'd be. Sick. Even if you don't watch the video, just like and comment. Like, and comment, <laughs> share it with your friends. Please. Chuck it on Facebook, chuck it on Instagram. Make sure this man gets the recognition he deserves. And also, some more recognition for one of our other podcast members here. Mr. Musician over on the show in front of me. Oh, yeah, On man. SoundCloud. On SoundCloud. On my SoundCloud. Keep an eye out for King Brown coming uh, this year sometime. King Brown. It's the band with him and one of the... With the third map that I mentioned. Yes. Uh, so, um... There is a band involved. 
Ears out for that. Ha, see? You, ha, bang. Yeah. Listen to the podcast, you watch his videos, and you go, bang on, bang to some, no, wait. Wait. No, no, no. wait, 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 wait. Hang on. Go, go rock out to some tunes. Yeah, mate. That didn't work well. Alright, everyone, that has been the Maddie B Show for today. But before we go, make sure you are following me on Facebook, The Maddie B Show on Facebook and The Maddie B Show on Instagram. Uh, and as well, we've got our email for our Q&A questions or for any feedback that you guys have for me. That email is maddiebpodcast at gmail.com. I'd love it if you guys could leave reviews on Apple, uh, on iTunes and on Spotify. It really help me out there. And with that being said, I will see you all next time for a brand new show. 